Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 43. Today, I want to speak to you about forgiveness in particular in our lives, not the forgiveness that God gives to us. That is the impetus that calls us to forgive others. And God, who gives us grace and mercy and kindness and all that we need to turn around and forgive others. And the most difficult thing that God will ever ask us to do as believers is to truly forgive those who have truly hurt us. It will take more of God's grace than anything he will ever ask you to do. And so in order for us to truly forgive, we need to understand the biblical parameters of forgiveness. Well, just like determining our spiritual gifts many times, we can narrow it down to what it is by understanding what it's not. And so the process of elimination helps us to get to the real determiner as to what is our spiritual gift. Well, the same thing is true in forgiveness. Forgiveness happens within the person who has been wounded or hurt. It always happens with just one person, and that is the person who has to bear the cost. In order to truly forgive someone like Jesus, we have to bear the cost. And the reason that Jesus can forgive us is because he paid the penalty. He paid the price. He bore the cost. We sing about it. We talk about it. Jesus bore the brunt of our sin, the full brunt of we bear none. He paid it all. All to him we owe. And so, Forgiveness happens within the person who has been wounded, the person who has been damaged, the person who has been betrayed. And so that means that forgiveness only has to do with you. It only has to do with me in my personal life. And so that means that forgiveness is not reconciliation. Why? Because reconciliation, to reconcile with someone, takes two. And you cannot control what someone else does, but you can control, by the grace of God, what happens in your life. I can control my response. I can't control what happens to me, but I can control my response to it. And so while forgiveness happens within the person who has been betrayed and hurt and wounded and only takes you, it only takes me. If we're going to reconcile with someone, then that means that someone else has to get involved. That person we are trying to reconcile with. The same thing's true about reunion. Many people who are divorced, they say, well, if I forgive so-and-so, that means that I have to be reconciled to them. No, it doesn't because reconciliation takes two. Forgiveness only takes one. Well, that means I have to be reunited with them. No, it doesn't. Why? Because that takes two and forgiveness only takes one. Well, that means I have to be in reunion. There has to be a reunion somewhere. No, there doesn't. Uh, Because if it involves another person, you have no control over that person. And so we have to deal with this, uh, what forgiveness is and what it's not. And so forgiveness is not reconciliation. It's not reuniting. It is not reunion. It is not condoning what someone else has done to you. When you truly forgive someone, that doesn't mean that you're condoning what they did. Jesus doesn't condone what we do or what we have done or what we will do as far as sin. 
No, he bears the cost of that and he forgives us. And that's true. You see, Jesus is our example in everything we do in life. And that's true in forgiveness. He bore the cost for us so that he could turn around and forgive us. But if we're going to experience that, then there has to be a reconciliation. There has to be repentance. He's always right. We're always wrong. And while that is true with our relationship with him, that's not always true in our relationship with others, because many times there are two people at fault, not just one. And although the fault is relative, still, in many cases, there is wrong on both parts. But even in those parts where we are passively uh, involved, that is, we are acted upon, there has to be, if there's reconciliation, an involvement of two people. And so uh, forgiveness is not reconciliation, reunion, reuniting. It's not condoning what someone has done to us. It's not saying it's okay and that we really didn't hurt and it didn't bother us. That's just deceiving ourselves. No, if you want to do the real work of forgiveness, you have to admit that you've been hurt, you've been damaged, you've been broken, you've been betrayed, whatever the case. And what you have to do is decide by God's grace that you're going to bear the cost and that the other person owes you nothing. You see, one of the real tests to see if you have truly forgiven someone is if you want them to pay. You see, deep down in your heart, not what you say, but deep down in your heart, you know that you would really be excited if they were to really hurt like you have hurt, and even more so if the truth were known. You want them to get what is coming to them because of what they've done to you or what they've done to others. You see, with that attitude, it is a sure sign that you have never forgiven them. You see, when we get to the point in our lives to where we are saying, uh, you owe me nothing, I have borne the cost for that. Now, I cannot trust you because as forgiveness is always a gift, it's always a gift. It's never earned. Trust is always earned. Now, for those that we want to reconcile with, we need to look at whether we can incrementally give them the ground to earn our trust. And that's a decision for another podcast to discuss. But what I want you to understand is that God desires for you to let things go. That is for you to bear the cost if you're going to forgive someone and not hold it over someone. And every time you think about them, if your blood is still boiling and you are still in a state of anger, Uh, You see, you are still in a condition of resentment and bitterness. And the book of Hebrews warns us that we don't need to allow even a small root of bitterness to get into our lives. Why? Because the root of bitterness always produces the fruit of bitterness. And we'll be like Cain and we will be like Esau, where we are trying to justify our hatred of someone and our disdain for someone and, and wanting someone to pay. That's just not the heart of God. You see, when you have truly forgiven someone, you're going to set them free so that you can be free. And the cords that you think are binding them, they will not uh, bind them at all. They're only going to bind you. You see, I've been pastoring uh, over 40 years and I've dealt with a lot of bitter people. 
And when you deal with bitter people, you find out that the person doesn't even have to be around anymore. They don't have to be alive anymore. They can already be dead and they still are holding sway and controlling one's life. Someone came to me in a church in another state that I pastored, and I can remember they were in their 60s and they looked like they were 90 years old. Bitterness had um, brought deep furrows to their brow and, and curves in their cheekbones that uh, should not have been there. And uh, they were very difficult to look at because they had allowed bitterness to bear its bitter fruit in their lives. And no one wanted to be around that person, but they came to know Jesus in a personal way and the forgiveness of sin and all that that brings about in a life, a brand new life. And that person came to me and said, I need to forgive my father. I said, um, that's wonderful. And tell me about your father. Well, the father had been dead for 30 years and was still controlling this person who had been gloriously saved, wonderfully saved, had been forgiven, was still controlling them. It was controlling them every time they thought about them. And there was hardly a day that went by that they did not think about the hurt and harm in their lives. Because you see, this woman who was now in her 60s uh, had been abused uh, starting at about four years of age and had been molested over and over again until she left home in marriage. And uh, she hated her father and had never forgiven him. And he had died and she had mourned and was still mourning because he had never gotten his due. I assured her that her father was standing before a holy God uh, in judgment one day and that he would get exactly what God, the righteous judge, could give unto him. But that was God's business. The vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And God's always right. And so as I shared with her, she said, I want to forgive him. I want to let it go. And I don't want to be angry anymore. And I don't want this to control my life. It's almost ruined my present marriage. And it, it's tainted every relationship I had. Ultimately, this lady, in order to be free from that, had to make that decision over and over again. She made it initially to forgive in my office that day. But then she traveled over uh, 1,500 miles to go back to her father's grave, to stand over the grave, and to say, you will not control me anymore. I'm cutting the cord. And I saw such a difference over the period of the next year in, in her life that I cannot describe to you. It's indescribable the difference that that decision made in her life to cut the cord, to set this person free, because even from the grave, this person was being held by the cords of unforgiveness. And so I'm saying to you, that you can forgive by the grace of God. And when we forgive those who have truly hurt us and harmed us, that means that we bear the cost they owe us no more. And so I would encourage you to ask God to cleanse you of unforgiveness because it is sin. Ask God to help you and to keep making that choice not to sin. That is, not to hold this over that person anymore. This doesn't mean reunion, reuniting, reconciliation, all of those things that we talked about in Podcast 42. No, this is about you and your fellowship with God. Let it go. Let God deal with that person. You cannot control their actions. You can control yours. Ask God to help you to forgive that person today, to cut the cord in Jesus' name. He will give you the grace to do it and continue to make that decision, that choice over and over and over again. And one day God will set you free. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. 
Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.